Welcome to Profound Frivolity. We're your hosts, Dustin, Oren, and Gray. And in this podcast, we're going to be telling stories that you didn't know you wanted to hear. So grab a drink. And some good and plenty. Because this is Profound Frivolity. Hey guys, we're back, and today is going to be very different. One, because Dustin isn't here, and two, because we have a very special guest, and it's my dad. Yay! Yay! I miss Dustin already. Yeah, he listens. Yeah. Does he? I'm a big Dustin fan. He's got a lot of energy. Yeah. Yes, he does. (laughs) I guess you're going to have to make up for that. Okay, I'll bring some Dustin energy. All right, good. Uh, so basically, we know he has a lot of stories. Yeah. He has been around a lot longer than we have. Yeah, you call him old? N- no, he's been, been around been, a lot yeah. longer. We haven't been around twentieth century, century actually. Yes. Oh, man, <laughs> that so, I wasn't around then. So wow, different things were probably happening before I was born. But I wouldn't know because I'm a I'm a Gen Zer and we don't know anything. Good okay. thing Gray's okay, dad. Okay, <laughs> Gray's dad is here to educate us, though. That is correct. So we're going to no. be doing a lot more listening, but yes. don't worry. There's, there's going to be nothing educational about this at all. Oh, okay. I'm um, simply going to tell you how I met your mother. Okay. In this episode, in this episode, I'm going to tell you how I went from not in Austin, Texas, meeting your mom to. Uh-huh. In Austin, Texas, meeting your mom. Oh, so the journey from not meeting my mom to meeting my mom. Yeah, with with a few uh, episodes and events along the way, hilarity ensues. Of course. Exactly, exactly. Yes. That's what we like to hear. Yes. Okay. You guys can ask questions along yes. the way. And I'm probably going to. Yeah, yes, sometimes interjections. I kind of get lost in it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. In memories. In, yes. In memories. Oh. Yes, well, it all begins. No, it doesn't even begin. Oh, okay. But we'll start in, not in Austin, in New Orleans. Great. That's Once far upon away. A time. Once upon a time, before I met your mother, Gray. Ugh. <laughs> Am I making you uncomfortable? <laughs> just, no. Just wait. It's going to be good. <laughs> Once upon a time, before I met your mother, Gray, I... I moved to New Orleans, Louisiana, because I thought it would be cool. Yeah. Was yeah. it cool? It was something cool. I mean, there was some cool stuff, but it's also a gross, dirty, disgusting, dark, trash-filled city. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and and when I say trash-filled, I mean like heaps and mounds of trash. Did they not have garbage cans back then or something? or like? They do, but they overflow. And, you know, New Orleans gets just as hot as Texas. Yeah. And uh so rank rank like like literal burning trash. <laughs> yes, dumpster fire. <laughs> That's how they measure the success of Mardi Gras, the festival there, like at the end of Mardi Gras. They just take sweet street sweepers and they move them down the, the, the French quarter and once they get to Maggie's and when they when then they get to the Canal Street, they uh-huh. measure how many feet of trash is piled up in the site. <laughs> this year we had a twenty foot Mardi Gras. Oh my god. It's disgusting. It's a really, really gross city. There are some cool things about it. But I lived in the Garden District, 
which is where I kind of where the streetcars are and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And uh, I lived in this mansion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the mansion was really old and it had been sectioned up into apartments. So I just oh. lived in like... So you can be like, oh yeah, I live in a mansion. You know, see that big house over there? I live in it. I live in it with 30 other people. With 30 other people <laughs> who have their own little section <laughs> that's locked up. And so you had to go up these stairs and then there's like a little little room and and, and a kitchen. And yeah. not much more than that. Mm-hmm. Okay, but here's the thing about those houses and that city. Rats. Uh, yeah. If you can imagine, that house yeah. is just like, it's got extra walls where rats love to live. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And it's really old. It's uh-huh. a three-story house. It's a little rank, a little it's stank. quite ranky and stinky. <laughs> yeah. And the rats, the rats just go everywhere in New Orleans because the trees are big and they hang everywhere uh-huh. and there's like power uh-huh. lines and everything. So they can, they can just travel the city. They spend time in this dumpster or that dumpster, and then they come into your house. And so, when you're talking about rats, you're not meaning, like, little mice. You're talking about, like, R-O-U-S's. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> they are rodents of unusual size. Like, uh, let's How see. How long? A gray? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Like, you can't see this. I know, because you're listening and not looking, but this, we're talking like that. Wow. So like without a the tail, without the tail, a forearm. What? A fully grown person's forearm without, without the, the tail? tail. Yes, without the tail. Oh, yes. uh, that's like a small dog. Yes, that's just. Uh. I was actually concerned for our dog. So, <laughs> yes. So I here here was my first encounter. Uh huh. My first encounter. Creep encounter. My first creep encounter. Uh, there was a hurricane coming, uh-huh. and oh. New Orleans is below sea level. Oh. This was before Katrina. Mm-hmm. You guys don't even know what Katrina I do. Is. No, okay. I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. So before the storm that flooded New Orleans, there was a storm coming, and no one had ever... But we considered the idea that like levees could break, the, the city could flood, so my roommate and I, we got out of there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turned out the storm wasn't that bad. And after, you know, it passed, then everybody who had evacuated came back to the city. We came back to the city and we asked all our, our neighbors in the trashy mansion, um, <laughs> like, uh, hey, had the power gone out? Mm-hmm. Because if the power had been out for more than, I don't know, it's like 12 or 20 hours or something, you're supposed to empty out your fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it had been out for like days. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. So we're emptying all the food out of the fridge and out of the freezer and everything. And uh, it was an exhausting day. And... I made the big mistake of falling into bed without taking the trash out. Uh-oh. After we had dumped a whole refrigerator full, full of, and freezer full of food into the trash. Oh, no. Yeah. And uh, do you know what ham hocks are? Uh, it's like a meat, right? <laughs> it's like a part of an animal. Oh, wow. Yes, it is part of an animal. Deduction. Yes, it's, it's, it's like a softball-sized chunk of meat and bone. Gotcha. That uh, you make soup with, right? You just oh, like, you just chuck it in there for chuck like, it in there for flavor and stuff. They like just that. like fish all the bones out. Uh, yeah, because they're big bones and stuff like that. So yeah, you can fish them out easy. And anyway, we we had this like pack of six ham hocks, a half dozen ham hocks in the freezer. Threw them in the trash. wasn't thinking anything about it. And the next morning, I'm like, all right, I gotta go to work and you know grab my stuff and. And then I hear this kind of a scream. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit. From my roommate. (laughs) And 
It's because these ham hocks were no longer in the trash. They had moved. They were alive. Yes. Something <laughs> was alive and had moved the ham hocks. You know, like that toe space under the kitchen sink? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. They had been lined up <laughs> under that toe space. All six uh. of them? Five oh. of the six were lined up underneath the sink. And the sixth? The sixth was dragged all the way across the kitchen up near where the, the water heater was. Night of the living ham hocks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what all had taken place that night, but it was over there, over by the where the water heater was, but there was a lattice that was too big for the ham oh. hock to come through, and so like whatever had drug it. Uh-huh. Gave up. Uh-huh. Because the sun was rising and people were stirring. We knew. We had. I mean, like, the trash can hadn't been knocked over. Uh-huh. Nothing. Like, somehow. Just, like, yoinked and then just, like, chucked them all one by one. Like, hey, Billy, catch these. Catch these. Or he was big enough to just lean into the trash can and pull oh! it out. Stand up, <laughs> lean in, and take it out. Oh. So I went to the hardware store. And I got a rat trap. I mean, a big old, not a mouse trap, a big old rat trap. And they sell mm-hmm. these in New Orleans, extra big, I think, because this mm-hmm. thing was a monster. And the next night, I set it and I put it up against that spot. The great thing. Yeah. And uh, I put some cheese ball on it. Uh-huh. You know, holi- uh-huh. Holiday cheese ball, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Cannot eat that stuff now. I'm just spreading it. I'm just thinking of like dead rats. But anyway. <laughs> I, oh, you just ruined holiday against, cheese roll for me. Well, it's more ruined for me, I promise you. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I could get graphic enough for it to completely turn your stomach. Oh, the next yeah. morning, In this episode, holiday cheese ball is going to be ruined for everyone. Yay. That's right. Don't listen to any more if you like holiday cheese ball. You can just fast forward. Um, the next morning, the trap was completely licked clean. But, like, not, like... But not triggered. Oh. Like, he had just, like, leaned over, just like... <laughs> We've had possums do that. We had, yeah. we had to set up big traps for possums in our chicken yeah. coop because they kept eating our eggs. Uh-huh. But they would just be gone. But one night, we actually went out to check if it would be there, and we ended up having to shoot a possum because it was just looting like... the trap yeah. instead of actually... Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, this is what I did. Mm-hmm. I took some twine and I tied it on the trigger there, and then I mashed the holiday cheese ball into the twine. So he had to really kind of go after it and tug oh. on it a little bit if he wanted every last bit. Ingenuity yeah. right there. That's right. Yeah. That's where you get it from. That is. It's from your dad. Yeah. And uh, so then I, <clears throat> I put it back there, and then and the next morning. Oh, by the way, I locked the kitchen door because we did have a dog, and I was concerned that it would get into it. <laughs> Um, the next morning I went in there, and this is how I know how big the rats are. Oh. <laughs> if it's trigger warning, if you don't like graphic images in your mind, then just skip forward. And this rat trap had come down on this rat, like across its face, and split open its belly. Ah! Uh. But it and, and there was blood like splattered all up the wall. <laughs> But it had clearly lived for hours because it was it had crawled in big circles around the kitchen. Just dragged its just dying dragged body, its dying body in bloody circles around and around and around the kitchen floor. I don't like that. 
I can picture how big that rat would be because I had a friend who... Who looked like a rat? An uncle, actually. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, No, he had a pet rat, and it was massive. Like, it wasn't, like, one of those domestic rats, really. I don't think. Those domestic rats are called mice. I, I don't know. All I know is that it was really, really big, and I got to interact with it once but then it bit my hand not like my finger it bit my hand and you know how that's different because its mouth was big enough to bite my actual hand the only reason i didn't go to get a rabies shot was because the animal probably would have died by then if it already had rabies because it was in Uh this teeny tiny cage and oh it was so big. There was nothing in the cage. That's it was just really... like a metal grate. Ew. And it was in their basement. Who would have a pet, pet like that? I don't I know. know. Who would have a pet rat that it, bites people? It was just... He never really took care of it. So, like, his sister ended up taking care of it, who's actually my aunt, who's, like, a couple weeks younger than me. That's, she's fun. She has a really <laughs> cool house with lots of scary things in it. It's a really like old rats? house. Like rats. Yeah. Like rats and metal cages. Well, if I came across that rat, now you know what I would do with it. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> but anyway, I have a reference is, point. Uh-huh. It wasn't the only one. There were multiple in the cage? There were multiple in the house. Oh. Like, more things started, started to move. Mm. Yes. Do you ever set any more traps? I caught more caught more rats, but I'm sure we never caught them all. Mm. Gotta catch them all. all. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just a part of living in New Orleans. Like, things live with you. Yeah. And it's not just rats either. Uh No. Like, you know, remember how I told you that New Orleans is kind of like below sea level? Uh Yeah. So, when it rains really hard, the city kind of floods, and the flooding is really, really bad. Right? Yes. And, uh, one night, my roommate was sleeping. Uh, another trigger warning, by the way. I know it's coming if you are... Well, I don't want to ruin it for all the people who won't leave. Sorry. Trigger <laughs> warning off. Um, well, like so half my, on. My roommate was sleeping, just like on a mattress on the floor. Yeah. And in the middle of the night, screaming again. Yeah. My roommate screamed a lot. <laughs> and I mean, loud and... Like curdle, like blood curdling. Blood curdling. I'm in so much pain, scream. Oh. Oh, my ear, my ear, my ear. And I went over there. I I could not see at all what was wrong. Uh, I mean, I I, I thought that maybe like there was a, there was a like brain cancer, like, like (laughs) your brain's going to explode or whatever. Uh And uh, I'm like, do you want me to call 911? So I called 911 and an ambulance showed up and... The paramedics came up the stairs and still screaming. Uh-huh. Paramedic shines a flashlight into my roommate's ear. And when that happens, two antenna emerge. Oh! Oh! And a big, I'm not saying small, a big roach squeezes itself. Out of his little ear hole. Of the ear hole. And then scurries over onto the cheek. This is like a horror movie. And I grab the roach. 
and I throw it across the room and I step on it. And, uh, and the paramedics were like, oh yeah, that happens all the time when it rains a lot. Oh! And they didn't get a snicker and they, they clomp down the stairs and they leave their ambulance. And then they charge you $500 for gas, of course. I actually never got a bill. Oh, nice. Which was very thankful. Um, (laughs) Didn't he sleep with, like, cotton balls? My roommate slept with cotton balls. In his ears. For the rest of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, forever. The rest of the time I had that roommate, cotton balls. Uh, Oh. I mean, I would too, honestly. Maybe not cotton balls, just like earplugs. I've seen how big some of the cockroaches can get here. Is it like bigger than that or? Same size. Okay, about the same size. That's still big. How does that fit in your ear hole? I don't know. Squeezy, squeezy. (laughs) Easy peasy cockroach squeezy. (laughs) But, you know, I did not meet your mother. No. In New Orleans. No, you did not. No. I I had to travel out of New Orleans. You just met true fear. True fear. (laughs) And and I, I left New Orleans because one time we threw a party. Uh-huh. And a friend of mine came from Texas, drove all the way from Texas to New Orleans. To make it to the party? To come to the party. Wow, that's huh commitment and brought a friend uh-huh. that I had never met before this guy is just crashing the party uh-huh. it's two in the morning and I'm in the kitchen and suddenly this giant uh-huh. like seven foot tall 300 pound beard down to his belly button ponytail down to his crack <laughs> guy like he bends down and walks into my kitchen doorway <laughs> And I'm standing there, and he says, Hi, I'm Bill. Got any whiskey? (laughs) Hi, Bill. (laughs) And Bill and I stayed up for hours that night talking about Montana. What Bill would do is he would go to Montana in the summers, and he would fight forest fires, and they would pay him a bunch of money, and then he would travel all the rest of the year. Spending the money. Spending the money, and then we'd come back to Montana to fight fires again. And I thought, man... If I ever leave New Orleans, I'm going to go do that. Mm-hmm. And so, when I left New Orleans... <laughs> you went and did that. I went and did that. I got a Greyhound bus. I went to Missoula, Montana. And I uh, I met up with Bill. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing is, <laughs> when I got there, Bill lived in another giant house full of people. Except for this time, it wasn't all sectioned up into apartments. Uh-huh. So like, it was just... 12 people all living in a big giant house. Yeah. Like two people in this room, two people in this room, and, and Bill slept in a sleeping bag on a couch in the basement <laughs> where the washer and dryer were. <laughs> That's the, I like of all the places in the sleeping bag on the couch in, in the, the basement. basement. Yep. But there was another couch. In the basement? In the basement. Yeah. And I had a sleeping bag. <laughs> well, Whoa. then you go. Right. There you go. And. But, you know, there's like 12 people in this house. Uh-huh. And I just kind of show up. and like, Oh, there's another one. Well, there's Come a couch. <laughs> right. And nobody really protested. I don't think there was time for like a house meeting or whatever. Uh-huh. So I crashed there. Just walking around eating your bagel and everyone's just like, who's that guy? Oh, he lives with us now. <laughs> he lives with us now. Um, yeah, it was kind of like that. Except for like that night. I was like, I 
don't know if they're going to want me here. I mean, there's mm-hmm. already 12 people in this house. Um, and uh, it's not super cool to just, like, start freeloading on somebody's, in somebody's basement. I mean, yeah. how would you feel? Um, <laughs> I've done that a lot. They're never happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning, uh, it turns out this, this house is full of slobs. Oh. Mm. Total slops. They get up, they make a big breakfast, they leave dishes and pots and pans everywhere. Twelve people. Twelve people is like... So twelve people's worth of dishes. Twelve people's worth of dishes, and then they all leave and they go to work or school or wherever they're going. Uh-huh. And That's, then you're just there. And I'm just there. I've the got dishes. nothing to do because I just showed up to Montana and I'm like, I don't even know how to get this firefighting job, but I'm here. Uh-huh. And, um, and here are all the dishes. Mike, I know how to earn my keep. If I do all the dishes, they'll beg me to stay. <laughs> and so that's what I do. I just clean all the dishes and I put them all away. And then when all the slobs come home, they're like, they're all asking each other, like, did you do the dishes? No, I didn't do the dishes. Did you do the dishes? No, I didn't do the dishes. Who did the dishes? And I just like meekly raise my hand. Um, it's me, the guy who was sleeping in the basement last night. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, dude, you could stay here. And like, so yes. that's what I did. Like that's how you've I been appointed key. high butler. Yes, <laughs> you can sleep in the basement on the dishwasher. <laughs> yep, and that's how I earned my key. I mean, you can sleep in the basement and do our dishes, and you can stay here as long as you want. And it's great because I didn't have any anything, money. You didn't have anything else to <laughs> do. Zero money and not a job. But I was trying to get a job. I was trying to get this job working for the Forest Service fighting fires. Mm-hmm. Uh, which apparently paid pretty well if you could just go live off of that for a year, you know? Yeah. Or at least for travel. Yeah, well, I mean, Big Bill knew how to travel cheap. Mm-hmm. But, um, so they helped me. Because mm-hmm. it turns out, like, at least half of the people that lived in this house, they had jobs fighting forest fires. They worked at these different stations all around Montana and stuff like that. So they helped me fill out the application, and here's what you need to say, and mm-hmm. then I mailed off the application to the Forest Service. And it turns out that, um... The crew boss in Superior, Montana, walks out with all of the applications, and he walks out to his crew, mm-hmm. and he's like, all right, looking to make some new hires. Uh, there's this guy, and there's this guy, and there's this guy. Does anybody know any of the people that I'm listing off here? And, 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 my, and he read out my name. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys that lived in the house, one mm-hmm. of the slobs, says, well, I know that guy. It's like, well, do we want to hire him? And he says, well... He does the dishes. <laughs> He's hired. And that's how you got the firefighting job. That's how I got the job fighting forest fires. Awesome. Because you did the dishes. Mm-hmm. That's great. Hard work pays off, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But the problem is it takes a long time to get your stuff processed. So even uh-huh. if they say they want to hire you, it takes like a month for you to get like actually there and uh-huh. doing the job. Yeah. So, I had to do something for money in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I did? What you did? What I did was, I went to the library, and I got a book on how to make balloon animals. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead serious. Yes, I'm dead. All of this is true. Uh-huh. True stories. I went to the library. This is before the internet. Remember, this is early. Yeah. Sorry, this is late 20th century. I went to the library, got a book on how to make balloon animals, and I got a bunch of balloons, and one of those... Yeah. And, and, and I learned how to make balloon animals and I got some clown makeup 
Yeah. This is Missoula, Montana. So there's a there's a college. This is a college town. This is like I think maybe Montana's only college town. And um, so I would go out on the weekends when the, all the college students were out at the bars mm-hmm. in Missoula, Montana, and made up as a clown. <laughs> yes. And I did street clown balloon animal busking. Nice. Yes. Oh, and yeah. it paid really well. I mean, like, I, I mean, I would do the balloon animal and make a flower for the girl or whatever. And you know, a sword for the guy. The and... sword for the guy. Two swords of two guys. And then they'd fight. And, you know, and they their inhibitions were low. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would take off my little clown hat and I'd hold it out and people would put tens in there. Wow. Nice. And, you know, when you're living in the in a sleeping bag on the couch in the basement, it does like tens will do. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's all, all the kind of money that you need. Uh-huh. So it was great. It was great. I I loved busking as a clown, making yeah. balloon animals. But every once in a while, because you're downtown, yeah. you know, people would get a little rowdy. Yeah. And uh sorry, if y'all hear my little brother just oh, did he just stop? Yeah. He's a very courteous little brother. <laughs> I mean, for a four year old, he's very courteous. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if y'all could hear that. Last time we said something like this. We were like, Nobody, oh, the ice cream truck. And everyone was like, I heard nothing. Yeah. Well, people get a little rough sometimes. And evidently, uh-huh. there, was a, there was this couple. Uh-huh. I guess they were a couple. And they started getting into this fight. Uh-huh. And the girl was on a bicycle, right? She was like standing there straddling a bicycle. She mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know, ride from her apartment or whatever. And they were kind of yelling at each other in the street. And the guy, total jerk move. He pushes her while she's straddling her bicycle. She falls down in the street. Ugh. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, listeners, this is not how you treat women. But um, so knowing that, you, I did what anybody else did, would do. And I rushed up to the guy. In clown makeup. Yes, I had my clown makeup on. <laughs> and I had a balloon sword. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, back off. <laughs> And he just looked at me. He's like, are you serious? You're a clown. And I said, yeah. And you're about to get your butt kicked by a clown in public. Is that what you really want? (laughs) And he just slowly backed away. And then I was able to help the young lady back on her bicycle. And she rode off. And it was... It still bothers me. It still bothers me. You you don't treat a woman like that. That is awesome. Amazing. I love that so much. Are you about to get your butt kicked in public? You really want that? By a clown? <laughs> it wasn't the only aggression that I experienced in Montana. Oh. No. 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 I, uh, I did end up getting the job. Yeah, nice. In Superior, Montana, to fight fires. With that crew. Superior? Superior is the name of the town. Oh, okay. Town. I was I like, even... oh, there's Montana and there's Superior Montana. Okay. Yeah, you can look it up. Uh, I, at that time, I don't think they had a streetlight. Oh. But uh, they did have a forest service station. And, um, and uh, yeah, crew was great crew. Mm-hmm. And there was a... I don't know if you know much about Montana or the people of Montana. But uh, there are a lot of Native Americans, right? Indians yeah. in Montana. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there's one tribe called Blackfeet. Yeah. There's a lot of Blackfeet Indians that uh, also work on firefighting crews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we had one Blackfeet Indian on our crew, and his name was Ed. Ed. <laughs> Ed. Ed the Indian. 
And uh, he was great. he was a really jokey kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He was a big guy, and uh, and I would joke back with him. Well, one day, I said something. I still don't really know what I said, but he was joking, and I was joking, and I offended him, and I didn't even know that I offended him, but he was really offended. And evidently, when Ed gets offended, people die. He gets really offended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is like Western Montana. So, like, bar fights in Western Montana sometimes end in chainsaws. Oh, um, my gosh. <laughs> and so, Ed is offended. I don't know it, but I come back from being out on the trail. Uh-huh. Yeah. Out with the crew. And Ed's off with some other crew. I come back. Ed's already gone to the bunkhouse, you know, kind of like off-site. Yeah. And people start talking to me. They're like, Ed says he's going to kick your butt. <laughs> they what probably did didn't do? say but though did they well I mean this is the forest service but like, what did you say to Ed I'm like I don't know what I said to Ed like well you said something and he is he is going to fight you oh my god! and I'm like well I, I, don't, I have no idea what I said to Ed I hope I can make up make, make up with him but I don't really want to fight Ed uh, the Indian <laughs> and um, the next day I show up Ed has already gone out in the truck. Uh-huh. So, okay, whew, there's one day uh-huh. that I don't have to fight Ed. And, uh, and then I come back off the truck. And I'm like, okay, where's Ed? Ed's in the gym. Uh-huh. Which, you know, it's just like basically a room with some weights in it. And yeah. And uh, I'm like, okay. I walk into the gym. Because I, mean, I just got to go confront Ed. I got to go like, figure out what I did to mm-hmm. offend him. And he's there bench pressing. <laughs> oh my gosh, like a movie scene. <laughs> Getting fit for the fight or whatever. And and uh, I walk in, I sit down right next to him, and Portis, he's kind of in a compromising position. He's got all this weight on his chest. <laughs> and he's probably, he looks up at me, his eyes get kind of big like, uh-oh. <laughs> he found me. I'm not ready for this. I'm like, hey, Ed, I, I heard that I said something that offended you. You know, I... Uh, I, I didn't mean to offend you. I, I hope I hope you'll forgive me. He, nobody, I don't think, ever, ever talked to Ed this way. Uh-huh. I'm like, hey, I didn't mean to offend you. I don't, I'm not really sure what I said to offend you, but I heard uh, that I did. And I, I just, please forgive me. I, I didn't mean to. And he looked at me, bewildered. Mm-hmm. And then just grunted. <laughs> mm. Yeah, just yeah. like that. Do it again. <laughs> yeah. Didn't that sound good, guys? Yeah, yeah I sound good. I'm the star of this episode. <laughs> yeah, you could be Ed the rest of the th- time through. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the rest of this whole story, that's all he says. So, um, I just leave. I'm like, I don't know uh-huh. if things are good with Ed. He didn't say, yeah, I forgive you. Thank you for repenting. He didn't say, he just grunted. And I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I didn't know if things were cool. I didn't know if it, like fight was still coming. Like I'm like, oh, I've just done. I've done the best I can. Uh-huh. And I leave, and a few days go by, and I don't see Ed. And uh, then we go out on what's called a controlled burn. Uh-huh. Yeah. Controlled burn is where you like basically you light a ha- half of a mountain on fire and you try to keep it from spreading. <laughs> wow, that sounds. Terrible. I mean, very carefully in strips, okay. you so light half of the So you light yeah. it up while you're there so it doesn't light up while you're not. That's right. That's right. Because okay. like, you get a lot of like dead wood built up and stuff like that. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, that's going to burn if we don't 
Burn it. Burn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it'll be out of control. It'll be an out of control burn. So, like, you get your hoses all laid down the mountain and you wet the sides of the mountain and stuff like that so it doesn't spread past what you're going to do. And uh-huh. then you just light it in careful strips all the way down the mountain until you get down to the bottom of the mountain. It's supposed to be, you know, they do a good job. Yeah. So, we're doing this control burn. It takes all day. And, um, and you got to keep walking the perimeter. To make sure it's not spreading. And so at the end of the day, the crew boss sends me down to walk the perimeter. And so that means, I mean, you're talking about like a two mile hike down this mountain and around the bottom. Yeah. But what I don't know is that he sent Ed to hike the perimeter the other direction. So I'm walking down one side of the mountain. Ed's walking down the other side of the mountain. We both get to the bottom and we both start to go towards each other. And there in at dusk, down at the bottom of the mountain, in the woods, I start seeing that there's somebody coming towards me, and he doesn't see me yet, but I see that it's Ed. And I have an axe, and he has an axe. I hope I'm better with an axe than he is. And, uh, but he doesn't see me because he's eating bugles. You know what bugles are? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like those corn chips. Like, like Ed is just like heads down eating bugles. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm walking. I'm like, oh, man. Now I get to find out whether or not he forgave me. Whatever it is, I said. And he looks up. And he gets that same look in his eyes that he did at the gym. Like, oh, <laughs> there's my enemy. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He just says, mm. yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, uh. We get, like, about this close to each other. This close as in a foot apart. Yeah. And we stop. And he reaches into his bag of bugles. <laughs> and he pulls out a big old wad. A handful of bugles. And he holds them out like that. Mm. <laughs> That's what he says. Huh. And he puts them in my hand. And then keeps on walking. <laughs> and that's when I knew. Things were cool with Ed. Nice. <laughs> that's... Awesome. Okay, that is going to wrap it up for the first part. Um, I think we're going to do a second because he hasn't met my mom yet. Um, So stay tuned for that. Ciao.